Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of On Time in Full, a podcast from Designed Conveyor Systems. I'm your host, Tyler Kern. Thanks so much for joining us for another conversation here on the podcast. Today, we're talking about lead times with equipment. You know, things are so disrupted these days with the global supply chain, and so we wanted to dive in and talk a little bit more about that and some uh, some maybe plans that can be made in the interim and some suggestions made by our expert guest. His name is John Knudsen. He is the project director for Designed Conveyor Systems. John, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining me. It's good to be here. Excellent, excellent stuff. So, John, just give us the lay of the land right now as it relates to uh, supply chain challenges um, and what that's maybe what some of the effects have been for the material handling industry. Yeah, so some of the things we've seen in the material handling industry, um, you know, a lot of our vendors are having a hard time uh, in terms of sourcing material, getting the labor to manufacture, and and uh, you know, finding the resources to truck it to sites. So, just like Everything else you see, um, we're seeing lead times that have extended in, in cases, it may be a little bit, but uh, truly it is close to around on average about twice as what they used to be. Uh, and if you know some of the, the the higher end automation was already out there far, it's gotten even further out. So we're mm-hmm. seeing some, some serious challenges around lead time in the material handling industry. Yeah, those extended lead times are, are obviously causing some some heartburn and some some challenges for people at this point, right? So, um, one of the things we wanted to talk about are just some mitigation strategies for um, for these challenges that are being caused by the supply chain right now. So, in your mind, what are some best practices? What are some ways that we can help maybe mitigate some of this um, for customers and, and that sort of thing? Uh, talk me through just some of the strategies and some of the tips that you have there. Yeah, certainly on the front end, uh, look to planning your project ahead of time. Most folks, uh, you know, if they have a a mid-range project they're looking at, they think, well, you know, if we start this around the first of the year, it should be ready to go by our peak in the fall or winter if it's a a retail-based company. You know, usually the the nine-month timeframe is is enough for most companies. Well, in today's world, that really isn't truly the case. So thinking a little bit further ahead, getting ahead of that curve, and basically doubling the time, what you thought might be a good point to start thinking about when you need to have a plan ready to go and approved so that you can pull the trigger on it and get it ordered ahead of time uh, to to get it coming to you so that uh, you don't have to deal with such a such a long lead um, that you would have previously and push it past the the actual target of what you're looking for for design. And then once you've got to that point, if if you are going to have a very long lead time and you're waiting for a while and you've you've missed that target, right, that first year where you feel that you're going to reach a capacity issue, um, then you need to start looking at your plans. Uh, you need to figure out where the capacity issues are going to lie and start coming up with ideas on how to operate interimly that are going to make sure those capacity issues are dealt with. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of different ways and a lot of different areas you may have concerns, and we can talk about those as well. Yeah, I think there are a lot of avenues that, that we can we can take this conversation, a lot of different areas we can go. But at the, yeah. at the heart of it, you know, it, it seems like it's important to understand what your goals are and what, what you're trying to achieve when it comes to understanding how to best mitigate um, this sort of circumstance, right? So it, it kind of comes down to defining and clearly defining what your goals are and where you're trying to go in the future, right? Yeah, that's correct. So, you know, if you're looking at a capacity issue 
in terms of volume, you know, you're going to want to figure out where you can move things around and, and identify those areas in your facility and come up with ways to augment what, what's already there. Uh, you need to kind of play the shell game. You need to figure out is simply cleaning out my inventory and, and doing a 5S type project and getting the facility ready to go. Is that enough to uh, maybe create a little bit more space that I can play that shell game and get things moved around in the building? Or do I need to look outside of the, the facility? You know, maybe getting to know your neighbors, understanding if there's a 3PL nearby uh, that has space available. Uh, ideas like that can come in awfully handy. You know, maybe a, a facility next door has uh, a different peak than you do and, and can offer some interim storage space or, you know, maybe as a lot that you can keep trailers on. Uh, but definitely coming up with some unique ideas like that will help uh, save the crunch, if you will, or create some space within the facility to help you get through those peaks. Mm, yeah, that's that's a that's a really really good point and something that I think um, can can certainly come in handy for a lot of people. And you know, when we were talking about mitigation strategies earlier, you kind of brought up the idea of planning ahead and, and planning. Um, Planning for what you think you might need before you need it is probably a good idea at this point because lead times are so long, right? And so it's about projecting yeah. forward. Kind of talk to me about that that planning process that's necessary and kind of trying to see where you're trying to go and then planning to get there as a result. So a lot of our customers are you know, changing over from a, a more of a mechanized system to more of an automated system. And in those cases, uh, a lot of times you can take a look at a particular area of the facility, say if it's an outbound process that we know or you know is going to outstrip the sorting capacity and you've got some new ideas for some some picking areas and, and those are going to really reduce your footprint and, and keep you in that building. But if you're having a hard time getting there, you can think of things that, that take that offline or are <laughs> It's a dirty word. You don't want to add manual processes, but maybe there is a manual process that you can you can add to augment the outbound capacity in the interim. And again, getting to know your neighbors, um, maybe there's some staffing folks around that you haven't worked with in the past, and that's maybe how you get over that labor crunch as well. So, um, you know, again, augmenting the current process, maybe adding some off-the-shelf type equipment that is a short lead time that you can redeploy or looking at um, some used equipment manufacturers to uh, augment what you have until you get to the point where you're ready for installation and you've planned that installation and that downtime and you can strip that back in a way and get ready for the implementation is, are, are ways you can mitigate that crunch uh, while you're waiting for your equipment to show up. That's a that's a really good point. And, and I wonder just from your perspective, is this kind of a perfect storm of of things kind of all happening at once to create these challenges, right? Be it um, you know, the, a lot of industries are are experiencing labor shortages and 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 then you have long lead times on things. Is is that kind of all compounding these issues kind of all at the same time making it difficult to to kind of try to work around some of these challenges? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um so you know, one of the other things you see is folks are, are figuring out different things to do in life. And and uh, so what was once a reliable workforce or, or trying to find folks, they're, they're shifting and changing and doing different things. And it just is throwing a wrench into everything else. They can't find folks that want to um, 
do some of the manufacturing tasks they did before or they're having a hard time finding drivers. Um, but it is a bit of a perfect storm uh, with COVID. There's folks that just don't want to participate anymore or work. Uh, you know, they got into the tail end of their career and, you know, let's let's just do something a little bit more tame or not be involved. Mm-hmm. So some of the some of the things that our manufacturers ask folks to do, it, it is a little bit more in the manufacturing uh, world. It's a little bit more dedicated than, you know, maybe a warehousing job or something different like that. Physically demanding, um, uh, environmentally different. Uh, so, you know, you can you can find a different job just down the street, maybe that isn't nearly as grueling. So, you know, again, it's, it's harder to find the people. It's harder to find the, uh, the, the transportation. And it's, it's just, it's a, been a perfect storm with, with COVID on top of it to really slow things down and come up to works. So. Right. Right. Yeah. It's, it feels like it's all kind of combined in a perfect storm to create some of these challenges and some of these struggles. Um, John, any other thoughts, any other maybe operational ideas that you have for people as they kind of wait for projects to be completed and wait for these longer lead times? Anything else that you want to share with them uh, before we wrap things up today um, that you can kind of uh, give tips, tricks on, whether it's on the picking side, the outbound side, anything along those lines? Yeah, yeah. Um, Like if we go through the building, you know, you don't want to look for space to move things around. Processes that maybe one part of the year aren't as used as other parts of the year, like uh, value-added services might not be really pushed when you're doing a big outbound. So maybe that space can be repurposed. So, you know, you think through the facility, uh, maybe you borrow a little bit of the outbound doctor in the receiving shift and use that space and turn the dock a little faster uh, to get product through and uh, play the show game with the building. When you're using, you know, when you're having issues with storage, you want to think about off-site storage, getting to know your neighbor, you know, cleaning out the storage areas that you have today, making sure everything's ready to go, looking for spaces in the building that you haven't used for storage before, maybe putting up a little bit more racking. You know, those are all really great ideas to get over the storage hump in the in the picking area, utilizing floor space well, seeing if there's yeah, maybe a mezzanine piece of space that you hadn't used for picking before, but maybe you could. Uh, or, or taking it into the storage areas, maybe when picking's um, uh, really pushed, uh, the, storage spare, the storage space isn't quite as pushed, and you could use some of that space and storage for your picking process. And then lastly, on the outbound side, augmenting a powered mechanized system with some gravity conveyor that's, you know, gravity conveyor you can typically find still pretty, pretty short term and setting up some, uh, some more outbound stations that uh, may need manual assistance to get it back into the the mechanized system. Or you may want to process it offline to keep that capacity off of the mechanized system because maybe that's the, that's the part of the, uh, the project that you're replacing. So, those are all really good ideas, you know, and, and again, on the, uh, on the outbound dock, maybe taking a little bit from receiving, especially in outbound peaks, typically you've received everything and that receiving dock is more available than when it is when the receiving peak hits. So those are some ideas around how you can play with your building and, and your capacities and get, get a little bit more out of the, out of the system that you have before that new one comes online. 
Yeah, it's about maximizing what you have uh, during this current time uh, in the interim. Uh, while we wait for for these longer lead times, which um, brought about by a, a severely disrupted global supply chain right now. John, if people have questions, if they want to reach out to, to you or, or some of the other experts at Design Conveyor Systems, what's the best way for, for people to get in touch or for them to reach out or get more information? Yeah, you can, you can take a look at our website. I think all of our uh, email addresses are on there. Uh, or you can call the main office and they could direct you to whomever you might need to, to get in touch with. Excellent stuff. John Knudsen, he's project director at Design Conveyor Systems. John, thanks so much for joining us here on the podcast today, sharing a little bit more about how to mitigate some of these challenges brought about by the global supply chain issues at the moment. We appreciate your time today. Great. Thank you very much, Tyler. Absolutely. And everyone, thank you for tuning into another episode of On Time in Full, a podcast brought to you by Designed Conveyor Systems. Like you heard John mention, visit the website. You can reach out and ask questions, learn more there, and find uh, find out more from the resources that they have available there. Um, and stay tuned. You can also check out more episodes of the podcast. We have plenty of episodes for you to check out on Apple, Spotify, or Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts these days. Make sure to subscribe to stay up to date with the latest, and you can stay tuned. We'll be back soon with new episodes of the show. But for this one, for my guest today, John Knudsen, I've been your host, Tyler Kern. Thanks for joining us.